Well, it's lovely to see everyone. Lots of familiar faces, a few faces that I don't recognize again, which is great, because that means there must be some new people, or you just weren't here last time that I was here. <laughs> so, naughty, naughty. Make sure you get here every week. <laughs> um, no, it's great to be here. Uh, I grew up in the New Forest, for those of you that don't know. Lived in Blackfield and Hythe, and for some weird reason, when I was 20, just 21, uh, I met this evangelist called Andy Ams, who was starting a church in Portsmouth. And he said, why don't you come and be part of my team? And I was so naive. I was like, yeah, I'll come and do whatever you want. <laughs> Just warning you if, you, if you say that, make sure you mean it. I've got my own watch thing here, so I don't need that. Thank you there. Thank you, Christopher. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, so, uh, and moved to Portsmouth. Yeah, like Paul said, uh, 25 years, 25 and a half years ago, and kind of grew up with the church. I knew nothing about them. We knew nothing about anything, really, especially how to build a church. <laughs> um, but by the grace of God, and only by the grace of God, God's done amazing things in Family Church. Um, and we have our five in-person locations, and we have our online service as well. And, uh, and I get the pleasure every month of going to a different one of our um, in-person locations, so, I can't remember the last time I was here, March, yeah, and, um, and it just feels like yesterday, really, but it's, you know, God's doing something really good in his church, and, and I've come to the place in my life where um, I don't really mind what I do, I just want to be part of it, and I just want to use the gifts that God's given me uh, for his church, and I've discovered some of my key gifts, and this is going to sound really sad, are organizing things and administrating things, <laughs> and, and actually, I'm okay with that, I quite like it actually, <laughs> in fact, I'm in my element when I'm doing those things, so, um, and, and I've just, re- I've realized recently that, that part of the reason why um, Family Church is what it is, is because God's used the gifts that he's given me, as well as using the gifts that he's given Pastor Andy as our senior pastor, who is a, a dreamer, a visionary. We quake every time he goes away, because when he comes back, he's come up with another idea. Um, and the gifts that he's given um, are um, local congregational pastors as well, like Pastor Paul and Wendy um, and, and the others. Um, that We're all unique people, but together we make up a team that, that um, Leeds Family Church, um, and I just want to commend Paul and Wendy to you guys. I mean, you already know they're brilliant, don't you? Um, but they really are, and, um, and they bring so much to the table um, that is the senior leadership team of Family Church, and um, I want you to know that they've got a really significant voice at that table as well. Um, yeah, so we appreciate you guys, <laughs> and love you very much. Good. <laughs> so, um, it's funny, there's a couple of words that have come up already quite a lot in the service today. Uh, one of them is freedom, uh, and one of them is trust. And, and literally, uh, two words that you're going to hear a lot of as I preach this morning are trust and freedom. Um, so, um, we'll, we'll get into the word now. Um, my message title is called Free to Fly. Um, and over the last three weeks, Pastor Paul told me, um, you can correct him now if, if he was wrong about this, um, that he's been speaking about Jesus, the anointed one, from Luke chapter 4, <laughs> um, and uh, that he's talked about how Jesus came um, to set the captives free last week, um, and as he was telling me what, what you were doing over the last three weeks, and particularly last week, um, I was just beginning to think about what um, uh, the Holy Spirit would want me to share today, 
uh, and I believe that God wants me to talk about being free to fly, and I'll just explain that a little bit more in, in a minute. But um, I, I really believe that prophetically, God wants to speak these words over your lives individually, but over us as a congregation here in Waterside today. Um, and I believe that God wants to say to you individually and as a group, you are free to fly. Just, just let God's words hit your heart. That might already mean something to you, or you might um, work out what that means as I, as I continue to speak this morning. You are free to fly. Amen. So, so I'll talk about that in a minute. I just want to refer to um, Isaiah chapter 40 in just a sec. Oh, did you get that song ready that I mentioned to you, Ian? Is that, is that good to go? Even if it wasn't, you'd say yes, wouldn't you? And you'd pull it off really well. Um, but no, it is. That's good. Um, so, so this chapter 40 of the book of Isaiah is the first chapter that, of Isaiah that wasn't written by him. It was written by his school of prophets um, sometime later than the first 39 chapters of the book of Isaiah. Um, the Jews were now in captivity in Babylon. And um, so chapter 40 onwards is written at a much later period. Um, than when Isaiah was prophesying during Hezekiah's reign. So God's people, they were in captivity and they were confused about what was happening um, in their nation. Um, the Babylonians had now taken over Jerusalem. The people of Judah were now in captivity. Um, and they were crying out to God and thought God was probably just ignoring them because they were suffering so much. Um, and I don't know whether you've ever been in that place where you felt like life is just not going well right now. And I can't see how God can possibly be working in this situation. I know as a good Christian, I know that I'm meant to uh, really grasp the truth that he works all things together for the good of those that love him and are called according to his purpose. But I can't see at the moment how that is working in my life. And I don't know if any of you have been, have been there before. Um, but it's a really hard place to be in, isn't it? Where you know that God is faithful. You know the truth. You know what the truth is. Yet you're not kind of seeing it at work in your life in this moment. Um, but God was, was working in this terrible situation. Um, and he was working to bring about his purposes for the people in a way that um, they couldn't understand. They just couldn't see how God was working. But God was working in this situation. So let's read Isaiah chapter 40. Bearing in mind, this is when God's people are in captivity. Uh, verse 27 um, to the end, to 31. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord, and my just claim is passed over by my God. Anyone ever been there before? Um, have you not known, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary? His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. I've just realized I'm reading in the King James Version. That's in the New Living Translation on there. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Let me just read that verse 31 again from the New Living Translation on the screen. Um, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high 
on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. So there's some massive keys here um, to finding strength in God. Um, Really, the ultimate key is this. This is an encouragement to trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Everyone turn to your neighbor and say, trust. Try not to spit on them when you say, trust. (laughs) Trust in the Lord. Um, And and as you saw in the New King James Version that I read from, um, the word is translated, wait on the Lord. And the thing is, when it comes to trusting God, um, you can only really trust him if you have a relationship with him. And the only way to have a relationship with God is to wait on him, to spend time in his presence, to spend time in his word, to pray, to talk to God, to listen to God. Okay, so when it comes to trusting in God, um, the word wait on the Lord, it it speaks of this, not um, a kind of like waiting for something to happen, but a kind of being with, a kind of patiently being with and learning from and and gaining understanding of. And that's what that's talking about, trusting in God, that kind of trust in the Lord. And when we put our trust in God, when we learn to trust God, we will find strength in God that will cause us to soar high on wings like eagles, to run and not grow weary, and walk and not faint. Amen. So I just want to talk about trusting in God, which brings strength to our lives to do three things. Number one, to soar with on high, to soar high on wings like eagles. Number two, to run and not grow weary. Number three, to walk and not faint. I think I've got a three-part sermon here. Um, and, I, and I actually, when I was preparing, I was, I was like, right, okay, so I've got to make sure I get all these three points covered really well. I'm just going to start with point number two, then I'm going to go to point number three, then I'm going to spend the rest of the time on point number one, realizing that um, I haven't got two hours to talk to you today, (laughs) or a three-part sermon. Um, So the second point was, so when you trust in God, you will find the strength to run and not grow weary, according to verse 31 of Isaiah 40. To run and not grow weary, just very briefly. That speaks of running the race that God has set before us with endurance. Anyone? Does that sound familiar? Hebrews 12, verse 1. Okay. We're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Um, Therefore, we should run um, with endurance the race that God has set before us. So those that trust in God learn to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and realize that when you trust in God, everything you need comes into your life because you seek first his kingdom. Those who trust in God learn to lay aside the distractions of this world that weighs our lives down and learn to lay aside all the sin that so easily ensnares us, as it says in Hebrews 12 verse 1. And so that second point there, when we trust in God, we will be able to run the plans and the purposes of God for our lives um, with endurance because of the strength that comes from trusting in God. The third point, and then we're going to go back to the first point, the third point is walk and not faint. And walking and not fainting speaks of walking through life with stamina, with perseverance, with strength. Uh, And and it reminds me of Ephesians chapter 6, which speaks about the armor of God. And it says, stand, um, wearing the full armor of God. And having done all to stand, let's stand in the strength that God gives us. It's not about standing in our own strength. It's about standing in the strength that God gives us, right? Right? 
So it speaks about walking through life with, a, with just a stability, um, a solidness to your life, an immovability, um, because we know the battle is God's. Amen? And the battle is won through praise and through worship and through prayer and through prophecy. That's, that's how we win the spiritual battles that we face in life. And so when we trust in God, we'll learn that fighting in the natural can do so much, but actually fighting with the weapons that God's given us, the faith that God's given us, the prayer and the praise that God's given us is much more effective. So I just wanted to touch on those two points. So it starts with trusting God. When we trust God, strength comes to our lives, and, when, and we have the strength to run the course of life that God's given us with endurance, and we have the strength to walk in an immovable, solid, strong way through life. Point number one, going back to the very start, my first point is this. The strength we receive from trusting God will cause us to soar high on wings like eagles. And that's what I want to talk about for the rest of my time today. The strength that you receive when you trust in God will cause you to soar high on wings like eagles. Let's talk about what that means. Well, I think it talks, it, it, what it means is getting God's perspective. It speaks about getting God's perspective. Now, when an eagle soars high in the sky, it has a different perspective on life to what it had when it was down on the ground or on the cliff. Um, you could say when an eagle soars high in the sky, it has a heavenly perspective. A person who trusts in God gains the strength to rise up on wings like eagles and gains a heavenly perspective on things. So that's what trusting God does. So we draw close to God. We wait on him. We learn to trust him. We learn who he is. We learn about his faithfulness, about his kindness, and about his goodness. And this, this fills our hearts, and we, and we learn to trust God. And we become so strong because we trust God that we learn to soar high in God and look down from a heavenly perspective on things. And that's what happened to the prophet Habakkuk. Habakkuk, um, again, was a prophet in Israel, uh, in Judah, when the situation was terrible and the people were far from God. And Habakkuk had seen prophetically how devastated Jerusalem was about to become because of the Babylonian invasion. And in chapters 1 and 2 of Habakkuk, it's the same journey that we just saw there in Isaiah chapter 40. In chapters 1 and 2 of Habakkuk, Habakkuk is like overwhelmed with sorrow regarding the situation of God's people Israel. Um, the, the nation is, is rife with sin. There's idol worship. They've turned their hearts and their backs on God. And, and, and Habakkuk is just overwhelmed. He's confused. He's questioning God. Um, however, amidst all of this confusion and all of this turmoil, um, he realizes that God is sovereign, that God is sovereign, and that God's way of working is based on a very different to the perspective to what Habakkuk was currently in. And going back to Isaiah 40, didn't we just read that um, God said in, in verse 28 of Isaiah 40, Have you not heard, have you not understood, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the earth. He never grows weary or weak, weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. This is speaking about God being a sovereign God. 
sovereign God. We'll look at what that means in just a second. But, you know, Habakkuk realized that God's way of working was different to how he might do things. And has anyone here realized that before? That the way God works isn't our way. <laughs> in fact, it's often not our way, is it? And, and God can work in the midst of really challenging times. He can work in the midst of tragedy. God can work in the midst of um, just terrible situations somehow because he's God. And we don't understand how that all ties together, how it all happens, how good can come out of the tragedy that we sometimes find ourselves in. But God is good, and therefore he's able to make good come out. And so we have to trust in his sovereignty sometimes and just say, well, God, I don't understand it, but I trust you. Um, Habakkuk chose to trust God, and there's that, um, that, that key verse in Habakkuk 2, verse 4. It's not on the screen. The just shall live by faith. Habakkuk realized that the just shall live by faith. The only way for a just person, a righteous person, a person that's been called out by God to live is by faith. And that in itself is what causes us to be right before God. So it's the very start and it's the journey and it's the end of of how we live. We live by faith and not by sight. Amen? So nothing about Habakkuk's natural circumstances has changed. Nothing about Israel's rejection and rebellion of God uh, towards God had changed, but Habakkuk's internal attitude had changed. He gained a heavenly perspective on things by trusting God. So he, you could say, he rose up on the wind with wings like eagles. Amen? Habakkuk's trust in God took him from confusion to confidence, from complaining to courage. I like words that begin with the same letter, so confusion to confidence. So if you're in a time of confusion in your life at the moment, God wants to bring confidence to you. He wants you to trust in him, and he will strengthen you. And as you gain his perspective on things, confidence will come into your life. But also, if you're in a place where you're questioning things, where you're just Maybe complaining. Maybe you're saying, God, I do not understand. Why have you let this happen? God wants to bring courage to your heart. Amen? He wants to bring courage to your heart. How will that happen? You trust in God. Strength will come. You will rise up on wings like eagles. You will gain a heavenly perspective on your situation, and you will be filled with courage. You know, when an eagle is flying high in the sky, there is a lot of courage there. It's in its place where it does what it does. Um, When it's on the ground... It's, uh, it's vulnerable. We'll talk about that in a sec. But, you know, when it's flying high in the sky, there's a lot of courage. Anyway, Habakkuk. So this is what happens in Habakkuk's life. He realizes that God's sovereign, that he, and he decides, I'm going to put my trust in God. I realize that the just shall live by faith. And in Habakkuk 3, verses 17 to 19, it says, Even though the fig tree has no blossom, and there are no grapes on the vines, Even though the olive crop fails and the fields lie empty and barren. Even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty. Pretty bleak, isn't it? He's seen what's going to happen in Jerusalem, in Judah, when the Babylonians come in and take God's people into captivity. It's a really, really bleak picture. He says, even though all of these things, verse 18, yet. Everyone say, yet. Yet I will trust if you put those words together, Yeti. <laughs> Yet, I will trust in the Lord. Never seen that before. That was a revelation right then. <laughs> Yet, I will trust in the Lord. 
I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. The sovereign Lord is my strength. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer able to tread upon the heights. Great strength comes to those who put their trust in God, who is sovereign, who is sovereign. So sovereign, again, it means that he knows better than us. <laughs> his ways are perfect even when, we don't, even when his ways don't seem to make sense. God's ways are perfect. So rather than live in confusion and complaining, perhaps we would do better to gain God's perspective. How do we do that? Trust in God. He strengthens us to rise up on wings like eagles. In other words, to gain his perspective. That sometimes the best thing you can do is gain God's perspective because it causes you to see things from a very different place. Maybe see things as the sovereign God sees things. So as we choose to trust him, the sovereign Lord will be our strength. hope you didn't look there, Steve, at my notes. Get a sneak preview. We will have the strength to rise up with wings like eagles and gain God's perspective. We'll have the strength to be sure-footed like the deer in Habakkuk there, who climbs out of the dark valley and up the mountain. That's what happens when you gain God's perspective. You come out of that place of darkness and you gain God's perspective on things. You see things in his light. Amen? One of my favorite verses, Micah. I never can remember the reference, though. In Micah, when I fall, I shall arise. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light unto me. And, you know, you might feel like you're sitting in darkness, but God wants to be a light unto you. How does he become a light unto you? Trust him. Gain his strength. Rise up with wings like eagles. Gain his perspective on things, and you will move from that dark valley onto the mountaintop like the sure-footed deer in Habakkuk 3. So now we look down on the circumstances that once overshadowed us. I love that thought. You know, if you're feeling overshadowed by circumstances, as you rise up on wings like the eagle, you will then look down on those circumstances that once overshadowed you. God wants to say to you today, once again, you are free to fly. Your circumstances may not change, but your decision to trust God will take you above those circumstances. Is everyone hearing me today? Your circumstances may not change, but your decision to trust God will take you above those circumstances. You will see things from God's perspective. There's three things that I want to talk about regarding being free to fly. First of all, you're free. I want you to hear this. You're free to go beyond every ceiling that you have ever experienced. Amen? Amen. An eagle with clipped wings is not able to soar. It's not able to fly. But an eagle with unclipped wings can fly high. And as you trust in God, God is going to unclip your wings. Again, I want to speak that over us, the Waterside congregation, over you individually. As you trust in God, He is going to unclip your wings and you are going to fly high. You are going to smash through every ceiling that is on your life. How does that relate to you personally? Think about that. What ceilings are on your life? When we talk about a ceiling, we're talking about barriers, things that you've not been able to break through before. 
And I believe breakthrough is coming, and it will come because you choose to trust God, and you choose to gain his perspective on things. Amen? How does that relate to us as a congregation, to the Waterside congregation? I really believe, I just really believe that this is prophetic today, that God has called us to fly, that, that we are free to fly. And we're going to fly through every ceiling that was once on us. I, I, I believe there is so much more to come. This is such an exciting time. There is so much, and there are such good people right here in front of me. Every one of you has a part to play in what is next. Amen? Like, please don't underestimate what you bring to this congregation, what value you are. Please understand that there is a place for everyone. Please understand that God wants to give the unique gifts that he's given you, even the unique personality that he's given you. Um, he wants to use that for his glory. And, and, and if you're part of this body, then you've got an important part to play, full stop. So find out what your part is. Throw yourself in. And I just think we're going to move beyond what we've ever seen before here in, in Family Church Waterside. Amen? Um, great. Talking of unique personalities, um, Nathan, when he introduced himself to Lola earlier, my daughter that's with me today, um, he was like, I'm the crazy one or something. <laughs> he ran up the stairs like being all crazy. It's like, unique personality. Don't know where he gets that from, Ian. <laughs> Not his mother. <laughs> She's a lovely personality. You're, everyone's a lovely personality. You are too, Ian. I'm a bit of a unique personality, as you get to know me. You realize that? So that's the first thing. Um, you, you're, you're free to fly beyond every ceiling that you've experienced. Um, secondly, you're free to fly to rise above every limitation that you have put on yourself or that has been put on you. It's a really long point, isn't it? <laughs> if you're making notes, I'll say it again. You're free to fly, to rise above every limitation that you've put on yourself or that has been put on you, maybe spoken over you. What's been spoken over you? And that's just caused there to be limitations in your life, maybe for your whole life. Well, those things are going to lift off of you in Jesus' name. You know, for an eagle, the most challenging part of flying is setting off from the ground, isn't it? Um, if an eagle never flaps its wings, then it will never soar on the wind. The flapping of the wings is the hard part for an eagle. The soaring on the wind is the easy part, right? Um, for us, breaking through the limitations that we've put on ourselves or that have been put on us starts with flapping our wings. I'm not going to get you to flap your wings today. Um, but um, we've got to make the first move. So I, I think this is speaking about natural limitations, things that are on our lives where we just feel limited. And I, I believe that God wants you to make the first move today. He wants you to do what you can do so that he can do what he does. Amen? Let me say that again. God wants you to do what you can do so that he can do what he does. So there's the natural and the spiritual. We do what we can do and God will do what he does. Um, do something that lifts you off the ground, even just a little bit. Because when you start to lift off the ground, the wind comes. I'm talking about the wind of the Holy Spirit here. And you begin to lift. And you lift to a place where it's all God. Where God is then moving. And when God is doing something that is beyond the natural. What do we call that? Supernatural. Supernatural. That's what God wants to do 
in your life. The other thing I was thinking is that when it, the higher the eagle goes, the less noise of the world it's surrounded by. Uh, and I just think that God wants us to move away from the noise of the world that is distracting us, that is causing us to believe uh, the limitations that we've either put on ourselves or that others have put on us. You know, we've believed a lot of lies. We've believed a lot of things that, that people have said over us that just isn't what God says over us. But you know what? The higher you go in God, the more you'll hear his voice and tune into his voice and the less the world will have that voice in your life. I think that's really important. So again, how does that relate to you personally? How does that relate to you? About going above every limitation that's ever been put on you, either yourself or other people who have spoken those things over you. How does that relate to you? Can you think of limitations that you've put on yourself, that you've accepted over your life? God doesn't see them. I want you to know that, that God doesn't see those limitations. He is expecting you to start flapping your wings. And as you do, he will come by his spirit and he will lift you even higher. Amen? And how does that relate to us as a church? I think there's going to be things that we do as a congregation I'm talking about today. So as Waterside, um, I think there's going to be things that we step out and do by faith to lift us off the ground. And God's going to come in and we're going to see amazing things. Amen. And then lastly, uh, third part of this, um, you're free to fly. So the first one was to go beyond every ceiling that you've experienced. Secondly, to rise above every limitation. Thirdly, to ascend higher than what is naturally possible. Um, so these are all very similar, but there's an angle that I want to take here. So when you're confined to the ground, which speaks of the natural, um, when an eagle is confined to the ground, an eagle is vulnerable and very limited. It's not where it's meant to be. It wasn't made to spend its life on the ground, was it? It can, beca- it can become entangled in the shrubs and the trees, and it's also susceptible to attack. I mean, this incredible creature could be susceptible to attack when it's on the ground. Um, but when the eagle is flying high in the air, and that to me speaks of the supernatural, the move of God, it's in a place of authority. It's where it's meant to be, and anything is possible. Um, it goes from being the hunted to being the hunter. And I just want to say to you today, you might feel like the hunted in life. You might feel like someone who has just been in a place of vulnerability. You might feel vulnerable right now. You might feel like you don't feel... You just don't feel safe in life. You don't feel like you, you, you've... Um, there's just things that, that are just not right. There's, there's areas of your life where you just feel weak and prone to attack. And I just believe that God wants to say to you today that you're going to become the hunter, not the hunted. And, of course, you know, in my mind, the hunter, Jesus said to the disciples, come follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Um, in that sense, that God wants, he's going to use you for his kingdom. He's going to use you to reach others, um, maybe others who are hurting, maybe others who are being hunted um, by the enemy, by the, the devil, by um, the things of this world that are, are, are just taking people down all the time. And God wants to place you in their lives and, and help them to move from the, the place of hurt and vulnerability where they are now into a place of strength. Amen? So, how does that happen? 
where we put our trust in God, we become strong. We begin to fly high in God. Um, we move from the natural realm when we're where we're vulnerable and limited to the supernatural where we walk in God's authority and anything is possible. Zechariah 4 verse 6, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. How does that relate to you? You're one of those people at the moment, you're feeling weak, you're feeling vulnerable, you're feeling like the hunted, um, you're feeling like the victim, and God wants to make you the victor. He wants to make you uh, fly high and, and come to a place of his supernatural and authority in life, uh, a place where anything is possible. Amen. And for us as a church as well, um, I really believe we're going to see more of God's presence. We're going to see more of God's presence. As we begin to fly high in God, we're going to, be, we're going to see more supernatural. I love seeing healing. I love seeing people. I love physical healings where people see God move on their lives um, in a way that is naturally not possible. And we see glimpses of that, don't we? I just really want to see more of that. I want to see more people being healed of mental and emotional well-being issues and brought to a place of stability in their lives. Um, I want to see more relationships healed, more families healed. I want to see more people who are just bombarded and um, just under the hold of this world becoming free. I want to see more people who are addicted being completely supernaturally set free. Amen? And that's only possible in God, isn't it? Okay, so um, trusting God is a choice. <laughs> it's a choice. Isaiah, or the, the school of prophets of Isaiah and Habakkuk, um, they didn't wait for their circumstances to change. They made the choice to trust God. And I just want to say to you today, don't wait for your circumstances to change. They, they may never change. But as you trust God, that changes everything. And it puts you in a place where anything is possible. Um, trust God and he will strengthen you. Trust in his sovereignty. Trust that God is working behind the scenes of your life, even now, even when you can't see it. Amen? And you will become free to fly in God. Could um, the worship team just come up? I just want to uh, speak to those maybe today. Um, if you're here and you've never said yes to Jesus, you've never begun a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, um, you know, we live in a world that is very much a place of, of captivity, um, a place where there is a lot of struggle, um, a lot of hurt and pain. Um, but in this world, we can know a freedom that goes beyond what's going on in and around our lives. Um, the freedom that we find in Jesus alone, because you can't find this freedom anywhere else, the freedom that you find in Jesus alone, it starts the process of your life becoming free. Jesus said, um, he, he said that um, we, we would become free, that, that he would make us free. It's the truth that makes us free. <laughs> My mind was like everywhere then. Um, that we would know the truth and the truth would make us free. Um, and um, 
Some versions use the word set, others use the word make. And I just think that word make is quite appropriate in, in what I'm talking about today, in that um, this is a journey, this is a process that God wants us to step into greater, greater areas of freedom in our lives. The truth is that Jesus has set us free, full stop, through the cross. And now he's calling us to walk in it. Amen? So if you've never accepted Jesus, um, let me tell you, there's only one way to be right before God, and that's to come to him through Jesus. That's to believe in Jesus, who took your sin on the cross, who died for you. He paid the punishment for your sin. um, And because of what Jesus did, you are set free. You are forgiven by God. When God looks at your life, he sees someone who is perfect in his sight. What an amazing gift. And it's a free gift. All we have to do is believe in Jesus. So could I just um, ask you to bow your heads and just repeat this prayer after me. Would you just say, Dear Father, everyone together, Dear Father, I accept that I cannot live up to your perfect standard and I repent of my sin. Thank you for sending Jesus to pay the price for my sin. I believe that you forgive me and make me new. I surrender to you and I want to take your path for my life. So please fill me with your spirit and empower me to live a life that honors you. Thank you for loving me. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, you've just made your peace with God. The living God, the creator of heaven and earth, looks at you now and he doesn't see sin. He doesn't see all the stuff that once separated you from him. What he sees is a human being who through Jesus is right with him. Your sin is forgiven. What an amazing thing to have peace with God. If you prayed that prayer, perhaps for the first time today, or you've made the decision in your heart, you've been wandering from God, but you're coming back to him today, would you just raise your hand so I can just see, see you there, wherever you're sitting. Thank you. Would you just lift your heads? I just want to pray for all of us now, and then we're going to sing this song. Yes, we just have time. I think. Well, we do. <laughs> Executive pastor. Um, there we do. Um, and uh, I just want to pray for you. Would you stand, please? Um, if you can, just stand with us. I just want to pray for you. And then I just want to sing this song, Eagle's Wings, it's called. It's an old Hillsong one from years ago. And, um, and I just think, again, it's a, a, just a prophetic song to sing over our own lives, to sing over the Waterside congregation, um, that God is going to cause us to rise up with wings like eagles. But first of all, let's pray. Would you just close your eyes? And if you feel bold enough, just lift your hands to the Lord. Uh, and Father, I thank you, Lord, that in this place today you've spoken your word. Um, and that your word to us is that we are free to fly. Free to fly. You're free to fly today. You're free to fly. And I thank you, Father, that starts by us choosing to trust you. And as we trust you, strength comes to rise up with wings like eagles. 
And I thank you, Father, today, Lord, that as we do that, we gain your perspective on things. Lord, we move from the natural into the supernatural, God. Lord, limitations that were once spoken over us or that we allowed over our lives are smashed in Jesus' name and ceilings are smashed. Lord, I believe that we're going to go higher and we're going to go further than ever before. Let's just receive that from God and let's worship him together. Thank you.